Hi, I'm Valerie. And I'm Imra. And we are two, two African Americans. Welcome to Two African Americans, a place for courageous conversations that heal. Today we wrap up season one of the podcast in which Valerie and Emra talk about the purpose behind this mission, why they chose to engage in this work of bringing unity among diverse peoples, and how it requires intentionality, compassion, and empathy to see this work expand. In season two, we invite you to join us as we will be interviewing guests around the foundational topics we have introduced in this first season. Let's tune in now for this conversation and a special song to close out season one. It's so good to be together today again and to talk about bringing people that are other from one another together. Yes. And as we've sort of been pondering this last while and and listening to voices of people that are different from one another in in very many, many different ways, I have felt within my heart sort of a, Oh my gosh, this this is impossible. This is a craziness. <laughs> How can we ever bring diverse people together? And as I was just feeling weary in my soul mm-hmm. to have that we have stepped into saying yes, I can't even say we've taken on this project. We simply have said yes to a call that that's been in our hearts, we believe given by God years ago. And just feeling, God, we can't do this. Right. And I felt in my spirit the Lord saying, you're right. <laughs> you cannot be doing this, but I have a thing to do. And as I contemplated that, realizing that even when Jesus was on this earth, even in the heavenlies, when Lucifer, the archangel, went against God gives us freedom of choice. Yes. He doesn't make us all bow down and obey every rule. And so there are many that don't choose. And even with, with Jesus, everyone, he couldn't bring everyone together, but he did a thing. Yes. Something incredibly significant happened. And so then going with that heart and that listening, we were gifted those seats to the elevation nights here in savannah and their it concert. was amazing <laughs> amazing and it just it was a time of prayer prayer for the city just a, a work that was being done it wasn't a concert concert Mm-mm. and when we left what i felt in my soul was a peace a setting aside of the struggle and the exhaustion from this is an impossible task to knowing nothing is impossible with God. It's not our job to make an outcome happen, but it is our gift to facilitate what he's asked us to do. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Imra, as we were there at the um, concert slash uh, worship experience, 
uh, we were able to look around that room and see people from every background there coming with one purpose. Uh, the people that were on the stage were from various backgrounds, various ethnic groups, and they were able to come together because they had a purpose. And so could it be that what God has called us together to do is to bridge the gap and find some common purpose to bring people together around and to be intentional about ensuring that they're coming from different ethnic backgrounds, different cultural experiences, and to provide a space and a place um, for them to exist and grow and, and, and reproduce even that in other places. So you're right. We we're not responsible for the, the whole of Savannah becoming this big place of diversity, but we are responsible for our corner of the world becoming more diverse, more empowered, more understood and to become a place where people of every tribe, every nation, every tongue can come together and and thrive. I love that. I think that's a thing that we see that is missing, thriving together. Yes. And it almost, it goes against the core of, I would hate to say, humanity i would say the sin the evil in humanity and for each of us we have a little piece of that because we're born into this where it's all about me the baby screams and the baby needs to be fed and it's all about me as little tiny infants and then how one has to start learning well no it's not just about you baby there's other people involved in the world and how that journey just has to start expanding but some way we 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 sometimes stop yeah in that understanding that there's more to the world than than just the way i think than just the way i believe than my language my food my color my financial status there's others mm-hmm. and that we're actually here to help those that have less than us that struggle more than we do I get to think for a minute, imagine if every human could have a heart for anyone that has less, not be upset that someone else has more. Because, I mean, if we're talking about the Bible and the word, it says don't envy what Mm -hmm. others have and and be grateful that they have what they have. They worked hard. they, They were gifted it. However it came but that there's always someone that has less than me and can I help them? Not because I feel sorry for them, Mm-mm. not because I think they're less than me, but isn't that part of my role on this earth that we take care of one another? Yeah. Yeah. So um, having, I think one of the first ways to lead and bringing diverse people together is to lead from a place of empathy uh, and compassion. You know, you just said it. 
Um, and it's it could be anyone. It doesn't matter. Like you said, not to be envious of those that have more, but that person that has more, how do you bring them into uh, the setting as well? Because diversity in, is ethnicity, is cultural, is racial, if it is socioeconomic, it is all of those factors. And so I think empathy is probably one of those big leading uh, factors that we have to have in place. Empathy goes beyond sympathy. Sympathy looks and says, I feel sorry for you. Empathy says, I feel you. And that's our whole thing. I see you. I, I really see you and who you are and what is happening in your life. And so I think that's one of the first things or barriers we have to break down when we're bringing diverse uh, communities together is that we have to have that true ability to be empathetic, no matter what a person's other is. And like I said, it's not just racial, but it's socioeconomic. It's, you know, all of those things that we use to other people. So how do we get an empathy in us where we can begin to actually feel, um, you know, what is happening in other communities? Because I think that is what leads to solidarity is because now I understand where you are and I understand what you are experiencing. And so solidarity says we come together to work together. And like I said, around that common purpose. And a great core to empathy is to listen. Mm -hmm. You can't actively listen. And it's kind of shocking when you move around people. I, I love sociology when you observing people in their context mm -hmm. and just sitting and watching is one of my favorite things to do and absorbing behavior, how few people listen. Mm -hmm. So when you're actually talking, cutting in when someone speaks, and I think we all do it at some point because we all want to be heard, but it's a fabulous practice to observe within yourself, yeah. the need to be heard. So listen, I think another critical factor is to engage. And these are things we have spoken of in the weeks before. Mm -hmm. If we don't, if we listen and then engage with someone else, connect with them, experience their life. Like yeah. I think a few times back we spoke about celebrating and you promised to take me with to the next celebration that I'm not familiar with. Um, so engaging with, engaging in yeah. and experience together I think those are critical pieces of having empathy, which leads to understanding. Mm -hmm. yes. And once you start understanding someone else, then being conscious of your bias, of your judgment, being conscious of your words, of your action and your behavior. Mm -hmm. That is this hurting someone or is, is this uplifting them? the words of my mouth, are they helping or are they actually hurting? Yeah. And and you said it so that that empathy and understanding comes out of the listening, active listening and and then engaging with. And so that's that same thing, being willing to have uncomfortable conversations 
comes right directly out of that whole thing. And those uncomfortable conversations, um, and as you said, that engaging, it helps to it helps to grow the people that are um, willing to in, be involved in those uncomfortable conversations. It means that there's going to be some give and take and, you know, we can begin to answer some questions of each other and be able to step past what has separated us and pull us into a place of those shared values uh, because I believe ultimately, no matter what ethnicity, race, uh, gender you are, the the underlying desire is to be well, to be loved, and to leave a legacy. I think those are things that any eth- ethnic group, any racial group, any gender would agree that those are some of the things that they want. And so you can start to come together around those shared values, those things you have in common and stop looking at all of the differences. I think that that is another key factor that we need uh, in, in our arsenal or in our toolbox. And I think it, it boils down to choice. Mm-hmm. So can and and it um, it's wrapped up in being patient, being persistent in commitment mm-hmm. to to having this space for humans. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting to think of us in terms of humanity, of people. Mm-hmm. When I think in terms of I'm shifting my own mindset, it's a choice that I'm making not to see our differences. I will experience them. And sometimes as human nature that I may be tired some days, I may be going through a lot. Someone that's different from me is is going to aggravate or annoy and realizing that's okay, but I can shut my mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't have to react I can see my part of why this is impacting me today. And I can be committed to persevere mm-hmm. to, to see all humans as the same. Uh, that we will all love each other and all get along and all love each other's food. No, <laughs> but we don't have to disrespect, hurt or Sorry. harm one another. So it comes to choosing to control my thinking. I think when one has practiced that for some time, it doesn't seem hard. But if I have to think back tens of years in my life, uh, it may have been foreign at times Mm -hmm. to control my thoughts, to watch what comes out of my mouth. I, I think the advantage of of doing work as through the through the decades that we we get to see and have more understanding we we grow we expand we get more self-control we get emotional control mm-hmm. and that in turn helps to be you know respectful to those who are not there yet so there's so many facets of humans to to think of and i think one of the most powerful things that, that I can always share 
with those that I work with. What comes out of somebody else's mouth is more a reflection about them. It's really got nothing to do with you. So don't take that personally. See who they are from what's coming out of here. You'll understand where they're at. Mm -hmm. And then if you listen and you spend more time and you see the background, you have you, your compassion, your empathy starts growing for mm -hmm. where they come. Yes. And hopefully, hopefully in time, each one of us is open to being nurtured, to, to seeing that there's a different way, to learning to be better humans mm -hmm. toward one another. We can only each do our part. And that's when I want to go, yeah, a lot of people on this world, how far does that get? Mm -hmm. But then I only think of, and we can start listing them off. I think of Mandela. Mm, I yes. think of Martin Luther King. Yes. There's so many we can start lift, listing that, that have one person fought and stood for what they believed. And they made an impact. Mahatma Gandhi. Mm -hmm. Whether it's that generation or generations to come. Absolutely. So I, I had to get goosebumps. Yeah. And uh, Am, you said it. And it is um, intentionality and choice. Uh, we have to be intentional about making sure that whatever we endeavor to do, that we are inviting multiple um, voices to the table. So we have to be intentional. And then making choices, like you said, of how we show up. Um, you know, a lot of the, the work we have done and we are doing in that area of self-reflection, recognizing that it's not all about me, but it's about the purpose and the mission. And how do I invite other people to be on purpose, on mission with me and, you know, get into a place where it's not everyone that looks just like me thinks just like me and acts just like me. So we have to be intentional about the invitation and we have to make the choice to be empathetic, compassionate, and willing to listen. Um, and so I think those are like those, those stepping stones, those um, beginning processes. And if we're willing to do it, like you said that night, I believe he's already blessed the work that we're doing because we choose to be self-reflective and show up in that way. And we're intentional about making that invitation to those who don't necessarily look and think and act like us. And so if anyone that is listening today, you're wondering how to do the work, how to begin the work, how to um, extend the work, those are the things. Be intentional. Do the self-reflection so you show up with empathy and you make choices to honor what is, what is alike and to learn about the differences so that the group comes together around that mission and you move it into the world. So, yes, we do. As Valerie said, we invite you to take this journey with us as we come to a close of our season one. 
and we start getting our guests together, as Valerie said earlier, bringing many voices to the table. What we will be doing in season two, we want to invite you in, in the gap, will you reflect on where are you? Are you wanting to further your love of humanity, the strength in your community? Because together we truly are stronger. And knowing that nothing is impossible with God. And Rebecca is going to bring us to that place. Will you reflect quietly, deeply with us and make that commitment? Raise your hand. I can do better. I will do more. I will love those around me. Bolder, smarter and stronger.
for joining us today on Two African Americans. We so appreciate your support as we delve into these sensitive topics. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast topics, please reach out to us at twoafricanamericans at gmail.com. Have a great day.